Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Monday, November 11th, and this is your FT News Briefing. The European Central Bank could face a major overhaul. Apple's profit margins might be fading, but the company's share price continues its gravity-defying run. Bolivia's longtime president steps down following a contested election. And it looks like Spain's political deadlock will continue after Spaniards headed to the polls yesterday. Plus, I talked to the FT's Anna Nicolau about the rise of TikTok and why it's capturing the attention of teens and media executives alike. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Christine Lagarde is expected to face calls to change the way the European Central Bank decides monetary policy. The ECB's new president invited the governing council to present ideas on how to improve the central bank's internal discussions. Officials at four of the national central banks represented on the council told the FT some of their proposals, some of which could make the ECB operate a bit more like the U.S. Federal Reserve and the Bank of England. One proposal is to hold regular votes on monetary policy. A council member wants to have a vote on every single decision. Another idea is to stop the ECB president from announcing policy plans before discussing them with the council. This one came out of a frustration with the ECB's previous president, Mario Draghi, who stepped down last month. They say Mr. Draghi had a habit of announcing policy changes before discussing them with the council, including when he launched a fresh wave of stimulus back in September. Ms. Lagarde took over on November 1st. These ideas and others on how to improve central bank discussions will be part of her first council meeting on Wednesday. Before trading begins in New York this morning, let's take a minute to look at Apple. On Friday, shares in the iPhone maker closed at a record high, up an astounding 65% so far this year. This is its best run for a decade and almost three times the gain of the S&P 500. And it's boosted Apple's equity value by $407 billion, which is nearly as much as the entire market capitalization of J.P. Morgan Chase. For now, Apple has regained the title of the world's most valuable listed company at $1.16 trillion. This all comes despite the fact that Apple has had an unremarkable year for product launches and financial results. Critics say the newly released iPhone 11 didn't lead the field, but rather caught up to the competition. Plus, both earnings and revenues fell this year. The company has spent $320 billion in share buybacks. That's the largest sum of any company in the S&P. But investors are still optimistic. They point to Apple's services revenues and the expected success of 5G. Bolivia's socialist president, Evo Morales, has stepped down. There are widespread claims that a recent election had been manipulated. Opposition leader Carlos Mesa and his supporters believe they had been fraudulently denied a second round of voting. On Friday, police forces across the country came out in support of opposition protesters. Mr. Morales backed fresh elections on Sunday but still resigned following pressure from the chief of the armed forces. Mr. Morales had been president for 14 years. And it looks like the elections in Spain on Sunday won't break the country's political deadlock. Pedro Sanchez's Socialist Party clinched first place but fell short of a majority. So Mr. Sanchez could be right back where he started from when he called the election, unable to form a stable government. Sunday's election was Spain's fourth in four years and second in six months. And here's a story you should know more about. 
few months ago, FT Media correspondent Anna Nicolau noticed a lot of people talking about TikTok, the short-form video and social media app owned by ByteDance. And it wasn't just her friends talking about TikTok. The conversations were on Twitter, Instagram, and even coming from media executives, too. Anna decided to investigate. And it was kind of one of those things that I knew I would have to figure out eventually. <laughs> just was hesitant about really diving in. So Anna made a promise to spend one hour on TikTok a night. But it was hard to catch on. A lot of it, you'll notice, taking like a cursory look, is like takes place in classrooms or in like people's living rooms. So it's very clearly like... Most of these people that are posting videos are teenagers. and You'll see, like, the parents in the background. Everyone would have, like, their mom opening and closing the oven door to the beat of Yeah by Usher. It's just weird stuff like that, like, very random that just gets really popular out of nowhere, seemingly. Which brought Anna to Columbia University in New York, where she met students Isaac Quills and Rob Wang. They have a joint TikTok account with videos of varying levels of success. One video shows Rob slapping Isaac in the face with a hot sauce-filled tortilla. It has 1.4 million views. So they've set out to kind of create an official TikTok club at Columbia University. And they want to make this kind of a campus-wide thing where they meet every few weeks and discuss ideas for videos and what they think might do well. But why put this much energy into a video app? ByteDance has been valued at $75 billion in a SoftBank fundraising round. <laughs> Sounds familiar, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. And they're also looking at an IPO. The FT's reported that the IPO could happen as soon as the first quarter of next year. So they have 1 billion active users. That puts them above Snapchat and Twitter combined. Wow. We've seen recently in, in leaked audio tapes that Mark Zuckerberg was fielding questions from Facebook employees about this disruption from TikTok and is this going to kind of be a big competition to Facebook. It's become this very, very large popular platform globally this year. What started as a short clip on TikTok turned into the most popular hit song of all time. Right. Old Town Road. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That started on TikTok. It, I, I think it's pretty clear that it would not have become as big as it did if it weren't for TikTok. So a huge part of TikTok being the music aspect, you hear popular songs embedded in a lot of these videos. The tortilla one had the YMCA in the background. Uh, a lot of people must be thinking about how TikTok can shape how music is consumed. So ByteDance right now is in licensing talks with the major record labels in the U.S. about creating a subscription service. So this would be quite different, I guess, in terms of the, just the music landscape, because this would be different but similar to Spotify and Apple, where they're talking about having you know the full music catalog that we all listen to, but also offering up all these user-generated videos, right, like Isaac and all the silly stuff that you see there. So it could potentially be really interesting. They're working on it now. I've been told that this could happen as soon as early next year. At this point, I mean, TikTok is currently free to use. Like a lot of startups, it's grown really quickly by being free. But ByteDance is looking at figuring out how to actually make money from it. And that seems to be kind of the next step for them. So going back to our two Columbia students, Isaac and Rob, why do they want to get good at TikTok? Uh, why is there a club for TikTok? Is it something that they view as something that they just want to do for fun? And or do, they, do they view it from the monetization angle as well? I mean, I, I asked them this question as well. I think, I mean, they said, look, we obviously like the attention. So I, th I think there's a part of it that's just kind of like an outlet for them and it's fun and 
everyone gets validation from social media likes. They are definitely aware of the way that business kind of interacts with these kinds of things at this point. And they seem quite ambitious and savvy about it. They were saying that they're reaching out to potential sponsors. Wow. They're looking at putting inserting GoFundMe pages into some of the videos they post. So it's a mixture. And I think that's kind of indicative of the way that generation thinks about things, right? It's like social media can be fun, but it's also a business. And I think everyone in that age group is quite aware of, of both sides of it. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. It's Singles Day today, the biggest event in the Asian retail calendar. Last year, Alibaba alone booked sales north of $30 billion. And the e-commerce giant is hoping a boost in sales today will entice investors to support its Hong Kong listing later this month. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. 